0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening, enjoy the podcast, and stay safe. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com.
1: When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing just win, baby. You're gonna get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get there.
2: We talk about rebuilding,
1: rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire.
3: What's going on Raider Nation? Coming to you now after the Raiders are pretty much wrapping up free agency and a very active free agency. What what did we sign? Nine or ten guys? So that's a very active free agency, of course. uh, You know, we landed some heavy hitters last year, getting guys like Tyrell Williams, LaMarcus Joyner, Trent Brown, getting you know three big guys like that, getting some depth players. We did the same thing this year, attacking linebackers. Of course, I mean, you guys have listened to my episodes. You've probably watched my YouTube channels. If you haven't, make sure you subscribe. Uh, that's YouTube.com slash Raider Cody. You can just search Raider Cody on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. I go live. I'm doing all kinds of videos. And one other thing I'll go ahead and ask you, since I haven't in a long time, if you're listening now and you like the show, and specifically if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on an iPhone, Leave a rating, leave a review, drop that five-star, maybe leave a review if you feel led to, but that five-star rating helps other Raider fans find this uh, show, find this channel, find this, I guess, you know, outlet of Raiders news. So that is your way, I guess, of giving it back to me. But like I said, Free Agency is wrapping up, so let's get into this episode. Got a lot of things going on, of course, again second week in a row i'm bringing you guys two guests in the same week uh i'm gonna bring in just a second my good friend malik obi he's gonna help me wrap up free agency with his thoughts you know give you guys a little transparency so you don't just listen to my opinion um i trust his and what he brings to the table so i'm gonna bring him on here in just a minute but i do want to tell you guys now one announcement that has come out is that the las vegas draft might not happen in las vegas but The commissioner just announced on Thursday that they will proceed forward having it at the set date, April 23rd through 25th. So I think no matter what happens, it might not be quite a location technically. I think it might just be a broadcast at this point. Everybody's going to be submitting their stuff all over the internet, but that is okay. Pay attention to my stuff. Like I said, if you're subscribed to my YouTube channel, awesome because um, if I'm allowed in Vegas, I'll be in Vegas. You can watch a YouTube live stream of me in Vegas, me and Kenny King. Um, Otherwise, I mean, still, no matter where we're going to be. Could be at my house for all we know. Um, there's still gonna be a lot of NFL draft coverage going on. So be ready for it. No matter what, the NFL seems to be prepared to go on schedule so that whenever you know the season or preseason starts in August, regular season ends September, they're gonna be ready to rock. But like I said, I want to wrap up free agency. I went over the you know the first two or three days of initial signings last week. Of course, we added a few more guys. Um, You see guys like Nelson Aguilar, Nick O'Leary, Kyle Wilbur, some good depth guys. That's awesome. I'd love to talk about them. We're going to talk about them more. We have plenty to do in the offseason. Maybe Malik's going to hit on that a little bit whenever I talk to him real quick and get his recap on what he brings to the table. Um, But like I said, we're going to quit messing around. We're going to get our first guest in here. We have a big guest later in the show and Steve Wisniewski to get him on. But first, we've got to get to my guy Malik. I want to hear his opinion. I want to hear his take on how the Raiders are preparing for their first season in Las Vegas for 2020. So we're going to take this quick break, and when we come back, joining me is going to be my good friend from full press coverage, Malik Obi. Joining me now to help me shed a little transparency on our free agency situation, this is my good friend Malik Obi, writer for Full Press Coverage, a big Raiders fan who is, you know, besides the coronavirus setback that we're all kind of experiencing, he is definitely trending um, in an upward form in his draft coverage and the quality of his 2020 draft guide, which I want to talk about a little bit later, grinding hard in the offseason activities. As always, I'm happy to have you on, Malik. How are you doing, man? Um, I'm doing good. I'm
4: happy to be back. Uh, you know, just, you know, with everything going on, still got to stay positive, still got to stay focused. And with that being said, it's like I'm just fully immersed in the draft as usual.
3: No, I feel you. So let's get to I it. I feel you, bro. Like
4: draft and free agency, excuse me.
3: Yeah, no, hey, for sure. And this is the thing is I, I've been waiting for this moment, right? I've I've been getting draft questions like all off season, And I'm like, okay, you know, like I got mm-hmm. like a few guys I got my eyes on. And I've been kind of waiting for this moment. To now we've got through the you know the big wave of free agency. We got some depth signings, but nothing that at this point I don't think really affects what we do in the draft. Uh, Malik, from right. your perspective, I'm going to give you the floor, man. I'm going to give you a few minutes here. Um, let's chop it up. Okay. But I want to see what your initial opinion is. You know, it's it's been a week. How our free agency went, and how you think that this sets up Mike Mayock and John Gruden for the 2020 draft.
4: Okay, a couple points. First point is the Raiders finally did something that we've been asking them to do for, I'm going to say we as in social media, uh, (laughs) since Twitter came out. I'm going to say the Raider Nation since 2000 and maybe two. Um, And that's addressed the linebacker position early and with actual talent, top-notch talent. They yeah. went and got Corey Littleton. They went and got Nick Kwiatkowski. I actually really was advocating once we you know heard about the possibility of the Raiders trading with the Bears. I was hoping that they would get Kwiatkowski back uh, when they traded Khalil Mack.
3: Hey. I mean that
4: didn't work out, but hey, he ended up he ended up in in, in Oakland on a pretty reasonable deal. Uh, with that being said, they got Corey Littleton. They got Kwiatkowski. They got two good linebackers. Uh, they got a young guy in Kwiatkowski who has plenty of room to grow. He wasn't expensive. Littleton is one of the best uh, coverage corners in the league very efficient tackler and and in terms of the draft I was really a little I'm not gonna lie I was a little bit concerned about the Raiders draft uh position at 12 and 19 I automatically thinking okay trade back they'll be able to get a linebacker in the back of the first round maybe Mm -hmm. at the top Mm -hmm. of the second but now with that with them addressing Littleton and 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 Kwiatkowski I think that's something that, that can wait until the, the mid-rounds or maybe at, at the top of the second or wherever, if they decide to trade into the second, something like that. Um, because they can they can play Kwiatkowski as a weak, a weak side linebacker. They can play Corey Littleton in the middle in the uh, in the 4-3 base defense or nickel. Uh, I'm going to speed through this. But, yeah, yeah so I, I thought that that was cool. I thought that that was cool to, to show that, hey, the new regime is in. Uh, Reggie is gone Al is gone rest in peace this is new we are doing this a different way we got a we got a guy in here that we know is going to put in the top-notch talent and and build this thing the right way so with that being said those two pieces gave me a lot of confidence about uh, you know the new direction of the Raiders secondly I've also realized that Rob Marinelli is going to have a lot of power I thought he would, and, I, and, it's, and it's, been, it's been showing. I think that uh, Paul Gunther should be concerned. This is my personal opinion. When you yeah. got a guy that comes in and says, okay, well, I'm going to get my guys, but damn, I mean, he really got pretty much <laughs> the half the damn Cowboys bench. Um, yeah. But with
1: that
4: with that being said, he you know, he went and got some of his guys. Uh, that also leads me to think, okay, well, Dick kind of confirmed this. Victor Ford kind of confirmed this. You know, of course, the Raiders are looking at wide receiver at 12. And, of course, throughout the draft, they need wide receivers. They're going to need more linebackers. They only have a few on the on the roster. Um, but cornerback is something that I've been looking at. I uh, made a thread the other day about possible cornerbacks thinking of yeah. uh, what Gunther had in, in, in place for the Bengals and, uh, you know, their, their prototypical type of uh, corner. Yeah. And, and now I'm thinking, okay, well, what about Marinelli's input? Some of the guys that I might have written off of my list for possibles for the Raiders uh, because they didn't reach all the thresholds for Gunther and the Bengals' uh, blueprint, they might be still in play for, for Marinelli. You know, yeah. um, So I know that we have a defensive coordinator in place right now, but I do think that it's something that people should really think about, the idea that there's a chance that he might not – I mean uh, – Paul Gunther's job might be in, in, in jeopardy, not right away, but in, in the near future. And, you know, Rob is he's a legend, you know? So, yeah. you, you know, you got to take the talent when you can get it. And that goes for the coaching staff as well. Um, in in terms of the depth, I really like some of the depth signings. Um, you know, even, even the ones that people didn't particularly like, I've come around to it like Jason Witten. I think that that means you, the Raiders realize that, uh, that Darren Waller was a receiver coming out of college. He he has yeah. the ability to be, uh, beat a lot of linebackers. Maybe I'm going to be real with you. Maybe about 85 to 90% of the linebackers off the line it, it, as an in-team tight end and and insane uh, um, tight end uh, hand in the ground, tight end a slot receiver. He's, he, I mean the size and everything he's a, he's a ma- he's a matchup nightmare. So, uh, with that being said, I think that that's something that, you know, people should think about. I know that the money for Witten is, is like, oh, okay, well, I mean, he's old. How many snaps can we get? But I think you just got to wait and see on that. Uh, I liked a lot of the other depth signings. I think that, in my opinion, this is not hate. This is reality for me. The Raiders, the Raiders had a lot of average, below-average players that I, I thought that wouldn't start on other teams, especially on defense. And uh-huh. if you look at a lot of the guys that have been allowed to touch free agency, I mean, they haven't really gotten too many, too much interest.
3: Bro, you're, you know um, what? I'm gonna cut you off with, with that because how, in how many past years have we seen some of our free agent hit the market and they're just all of a sudden they're, bam, they're cashing in, cashing in, cashing in? This year? I mean, what have we had? Carl Joseph? He gets like two and a half million, one year deal with Cleveland. Besides that, I mean, right. nothing.
4: Right. So, I mean, and I I really like Carl Joseph, but I mean, some of the other guys, I feel like, hey, you got to make do with what you have. But I think that they see that, okay, we have an opportunity to upgrade talent at at, at literally every position. Um, So with that being said, the draft I'm looking at, I said, okay, well, the Raiders have filled out um, pretty good in in terms of depth. I really, really like the Malik Collins on it. I think that you put another guy next to Mohurst. Preach. In terms of a pass rusher that can really get that can really get to the quarterback, that frees up things a lot and, and causes a lot of trouble in the inside, and, and it gives uh, Max Crosby room to, uh, a little bit more wiggle room. Uh, Cleveland Farrell got, got some more help and run support. Um, I think that they I think that they've done done pretty well uh, in terms of signing depth. I would I would have liked to see another uh, linebacker or two in free agency, or maybe another safety, but. Um, that, that keeps the door open for the draft. I mean, there, there was there were some guys in this draft that I think, as, in terms of being hybrids, that I really like. It's the new age NFL, and and the Raiders have uh, done a good uh, service to themselves by getting some linebackers that can go sideline to sideline. But, okay, now you filled that out. Um, we're going to also answer the question about uh, LaMarcus Joyner. Will he be? I know that we, you know, we want him to be a, a nickel cornerback, but we're going to see in the draft will they address it? The, where how they will address yeah. the position? Um, you know, will you get a, a hybrid guy that can play uh, a free safety, nickel, uh, strong safety, etc.? Because there are some guys. Do you want to get a, a hybrid linebacker, a Kyle Duggar, uh, a Jeremy Chin, one of those guys that can play free strong or money backer? Um, you know, I think that the Raiders have put themselves in a great position. The Raiders have needs. Um, and and right now I think that they've put themselves in a position to say, okay, we can flat out go best player available or wide receiver at twelve.
3: No, 19, I agree. We
4: have a lot more room to breathe because of the fact that we've addressed the linebacker position. I know everybody's like Kenneth Murray, Patrick Queen, Kenneth Murray, Patrick Queen, but I just want people to look at the scheme. Look at the scheme. The nickel I mean, excuse me. The uh, 4-3 defense, you're going to have uh you're going to have Kwiatkowski and and um and Littleton on the field. And then you also still have uh Markel Lee on on the roster. Who's to say yeah. that he'll uh, 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 you know be playing strong side linebacker who knows. It's not it's oh, Sam. Uh nobody knows that right now. But uh that's something that people have to think about the more linebackers you have the more guys that are going to sit on the bench the raiders ran a lot of nickel defense so that's only two linebackers or at the most three linebackers in the game so you got to think about that
3: no i i agree man you you've pretty much i mean hit on all the points man i hate to even cut you off right now malik because you're rolling with it mm-hmm. um but i mean we filled out depth i like your 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 I mean, really, your position of needs right now. Uh, looking at secondary, looking at wide receiver, feeling comfortable with where we're at in the draft, um, being able to draft best player available, not just by need. Um, but how I want to close this thing out, man, is, you know, Raider Nation, I'm talking to you right now. Malik here has been grinding, grinding, grinding. As long as I've been on Raiders Twitter, as long as as long as long I've been involved in this game, I've seen Malik out there grinding in offseason activities. Now, through this coronavirus... Hey. Things have been a little bit different for Malik, and, you know, things have changed for me. Things have really affected him because he does a lot of on-site scouting. This is how, I mean, this is his go-to. He goes out there, he scouts guys. Malik, I, I know I know you, uh, <laughs> what I'm speaking is true. Um, now, he's had his Twitter deactivated. Of course, he's had missed opportunities now to step up his career. Um, like I said, Twitter. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Malik, O-B-M-A-L-I-I-K-O-B-E. But really, yeah, what I'm trying to do now is encourage everyone here. Malik puts out a draft guide every single year. I bought it last year. It was amazing. I'm going to purchase it again here in just a second. As soon as he sends me this link, I'm going to take <laughs> this link. I'm going to drop it in the bio. And I'm going to encourage everybody here to purchase this guy's draft guide. $6. And you're going to get, I mean, an in-depth look at At a lot of prospects. I mean, a lot of guys that you never heard of, and you're going to get a lot of great comps. That's what I got it for last year for this upcoming draft. So this is something
4: difficult. (laughs) Hey,
3: I'm telling you, man, this is,
4: (laughs) hey,
3: this is, hey, comps is hard, man. And I'm going to tell you Raider Nation, Raider fans, I'm going to encourage you right now, uh, support your fellow Raider Nation family members. Um, You know, I mean, this is, this is the thing. A a lot of us try and live out a dream. Uh, We try and pave a way in the media world. Um, and 6 dollars right now i can tell you you know will help malik and it, it'll help him invest more into his work in the future uh my man malik I, yes, like i said i'm going to drop this link in the in the in the description of the podcast but where can we find your draft guide
4: uh you can find it on uh on my twitter it's my pinned tweet uh, malik Obi, on twitter uh and it's available on the site sendall i was actually going to put it on amazon but uh, it was a whole issue with that um so yeah it's going to be always going to be posted at at the very top of my twitter page
3: awesome malik man i appreciate you coming on here breaking this stuff down with me raider nation appreciates what you do hopefully the listeners now are going to engage with your stuff in the future man this is good stuff um and really i mean with the draft around the corner maybe hey maybe we talk to you again soon man i really liked what you brought to the table and unfortunately i had to cut you off you know with uh strict timing that we're trying to do here
4: (laughs) oh yeah yeah yeah. listen i appreciate it bro i definitely definitely appreciate it but yes i know timing and everything so i will be back again Hey, we will talk about it again
3: (laughs) (laughs) good stuff malik brother you have a good night man all right you too shout out to my good friend malik obi for coming on like i said i encourage you guys to purchase that draft guide but we got another guest to get into but real quick i have a short break provided by blue wire Um, And when we come back, we will be leading into Steve Wisniewski. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on. Or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit their website and join today to receive a 1000% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online. Your online wagering experts. So, like I said, got a new guest to get into, and this is something different. This isn't my normal intro. I'm going to give this guy – this is an old-school Raiders, so I'm going to give him an old-school intro. This guy is what represents the Raiders. This is when we think of the silver and black. When we want to restore what is a part of L.A., Oakland, what's going into Las Vegas, when you think of the Raiders, when you think of the actual regime that Mike Mayock and John Gruden are bringing, when you think of the locker room culture – This is the dude. So I am so excited to finally talk to number 76, former L.A. and Oakland Raider, Steve Wisniewski. So joining me now, a former Los Angeles and Oakland Raider, played 13 seasons in the Silver and Black. Yes, that's his entire career, 13 seasons, came back as an offensive line coach in 2011 and has remained a brand ambassador for us over the last, man, how long has it been now? A while, Steve, the Wiz, number 76, Steve Wisniewski. How are you doing, man? Great, Cody. Thanks for
1: having me on, man. I am pumped to talk some Raider football.
3: Hey, that's what it's all about. That's what we do right now. This is uh, kind of the you know calm before the storm. We got this free agency thing out of the way. Um, but first, before we talk about the current Raiders, I want to talk a little bit about you. And I want you, I mean, man, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, you were drafted by the Cowboys. You were traded to us during the draft. You went on to play 13 years for only the Raiders, all 13 years. You only missed, now this this is what's crazy, is I'm digging into this, man. And, you know, I I knew your name from my dad. Um, I've seen you play. It's awesome. But you only missed two games in your first three years of your career, and then you never missed another game the final 10 years that you played, over 160 straight games. Is that right? That's right, Cody.
1: Yeah, I was thrilled to be a Raider, and uh, I didn't ever want to go anywhere else. And I just thank the Raider organization. It's been 30 years, three decades that they've treated me uh, with nothing but uh, the greatest of respect and kindness. And uh, I was fortunate as a player. Some guys aren't. You know, I can't say it was all me being courageous, but I did play through some pain. There was a, I missed actually – I didn't suit up for one game in my NFL career, and I missed two starts because of injury. Um, and I remember literally crying tears in my eyes when Art Shell said I couldn't play. I uh, oh, yeah one of those games because I had a sprained knee and I literally was just hobbling so much in the pregame warm-up he's like you're not playing
3: that's crazy. Uh,
1: but uh, man I was just thrilled and I'm thrilled to be a part of the Raider Raider family and to be an ambassador wherever I go
3: I love it Steve exactly what you brought to the table whenever you played in the game um, I think in my opinion it is exactly what John and Mike are trying to restore now and of course we're going to talk about that a little bit more whenever I jump into a segment with Kenny King but One thing I want to ask you about is the move to Las Vegas, and obviously you played half of your career in LA, and then the franchise moved, and you played your other second half of your career in Oakland. What can you tell us about your experience with the move that you made in your era? Like, you know, will it have similar effects on winning, on the culture? Um, and how will it be beneficial to the players, staff, city, organization? You know, just you know what. The floor is yours, man. What What do you think about this Las Vegas relocation?
1: You know what? I think the Raider fans are just some of the finest fans in the NFL, bar none. And they were great to us when we were in Los Angeles. And they were great to us in Oakland. I know they're going to be great to us in Las Vegas. And I tell you, if we went to Saskatchewan, Canada, they would follow us there too. The Raider fans are second <laughs> to none. I'll put them up against any fans in the league. Amazing people. And wherever we travel, around the country, around the world, the Raider fans come out and show their love. So it's sad to leave Oakland because we have roots there. We have a heritage in L.A. But I tell you what, I am so pumped up about Las Vegas because it's about a fan experience. I mean, think about it. A fan experience means not only, you know, uh, that three hours, but what kind of seat did you have? What kind of experience? Experience did you have coming and going from the stadium? What else was there to do? You know, and um, I think the the fan experience in Las Vegas is going to be better than anywhere else in the National Football League. I love the product that the Raiders are putting on the field, and I can't help but be excited about it. I've been out there for charity events five different times, and and people are literally wild to get the Raiders in Vegas.
3: I love it. I love it. And if I'm correct here, um, is your son a part of the Las Vegas police force over there? Yes, he is. My
1: son um, is uh, is a, a rookie officer with Las Vegas Metro PD. And, awesome. Um, so I, I get to see what they do. What a thankless job that is. And my hats go off to all the first responders, all the firefighters, uh, police and the job that they do in Vegas is uh, it's a crazy city. But they take care of things, and when you don't see them, they're doing their
3: job. Amen, Steve. Amen. Now, I'll tell you what. I'm jumping over. Like I said, I wanted to talk about a little bit of the culture here. Now, I can't quite do it the best, but I do have a buddy here. We're going to jump into a segment with my friend, Kenny King Jr. So we're going to quit messing around, and we are going to get right into this.
1: Perfect. Let's do it.
3: Steve, like I said, this segment is something that we save, you know, for our very opinionated topics. This is Real Talk, and I'd like to introduce you to the host, Kenny King Jr. What is going on, man?
2: What's up? What's up? Wiz, what's going on, man? Thank you for coming on. I appreciate
1: it. Kenny, I'm thrilled to be on the show, man. And I'm hungry to
2: talk about some Raider football. Oh, man. It's one of the things that I love doing. And, uh, you know, to talk with somebody, one of the greats like you, it's uh, even more of an honor. So, uh, you know, I'd love to get down get down into it. You know, Wiz, you played you played during some glory years. You know, you you were a player that was here during Gruden's first hit with the Raiders. Um, what do you think that, you know, what, what do you see with the culture that him and Mike Mayock are bringing right now? And how does it compare to the first era when you played with Gruden?
1: I did play with John um, uh, through his uh, first tenure at the Raiders and um, with so many great players, Kenny. I tell you what, you know, when I got into the league, guys like Matt Millen, Howie Long, uh, Marcus Allen, Bo Jackson, Tim Brown played through his whole career. And then when I finished uh, with the Raiders, we had guys like Rich Gannon and and, uh, Napoleon Kaufman and... uh, Again, Tim Brown, Jerry Rice, just so many great players and yeah. um, great coaches came through the organization. Um, of all the coaches I've ever been around, uh, John Gruden is one of the most special to me. His charisma, his his, his, his mind for the game, um, the energy he puts out. You just want to compete. You just want to play hard. We just I felt like let's go play him in the parking lot. It doesn't matter, <laughs> anyone, anywhere. And I've been thrilled to see that he's brought that back and he's brought that energy back and to see the guys that they're signing. I'm looking at the guys they brought in in this last year and I'm looking at the guys we just signed. You can see it. You can feel it It's guys who like the game of football yeah. and they play hard. And that's what I'm excited about. Like, I don't care. You know, your stack, show me a guy who likes the game of football and who's going to give you everything he has. To me, that's the kind of Raider we want to build around.
3: I love
2: it. Absolutely. And, you know, that was one of the things that that John was talking about in Hard Knocks, right, is, you know, you can lead the league in effort and guys that love the game, guys that put out effort, uh, maximum effort. You know, you look at guys like Max Crosby uh, and, you know, the effort that he puts out and what he did his rookie year. Um, But, you know, talking about comparisons, you know, I see a lot of similarities between you and a player that's on the Raiders now, and that's Richie Incognito, you know. Oh, come
1: on now, Kenny. Kenny, my body was not nearly as bad. No, no, I don't mean,
2: (laughs) I don't mean size wise. I mean, I mean, tenacity. I mean, you know, the nastiness. I mean, Wiz, when you were playing, you were one of the guys. I was a defensive lineman. You were one of the guys that I used to watch consistently because of the way that you played. You were just so mean and nasty out there. I used to make my offensive lineman that I played against play like you because I wanted to play against somebody like that.
1: Oh, thank you, Kenny. That's a compliment. And I'm just teasing about Richie. I had a chance to travel with the team last year to to London, and I I met a bunch of the players, spent time with them, watched practice. And John Gruden had me come out as a special guest to two other games. So I saw three games where I was invited to eat with the team and go to team meetings, and it was absolutely an amazing experience. And I was really impressed with Richie. And I told him, you know, He's a throwback. He's a guy who would have fit in with Lincoln Kennedy and Kev- Kevin, Gogan and myself. And, uh, I just like his, his no nonsense attitude. The, yeah. the mindset, I'm not backing down from anybody. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's kind of a, as Joe Bugle used to say, he's a snot blower. You know, he's just a guy who's going to get dirty. He's nasty. He smells like you don't want to touch him. You know, the guy you ever work out with in the gym and he's like sweaty and nasty. You're just like, man, I don't even want to touch you. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's Richie, that's how I was. I mean, you're gonna get down and get dirty, and it doesn't always look pretty. I'll be the first to say it. Like, my technique was all over the place, but I just knew I was gonna fight you for 60 minutes. And, and Richie's the same way, man. He's, he's, he's a brawler, and uh, you know what? I love his attitude. He's making the most of his athletic ability. Um, but these guys that I see, and I mean, we can go down the list, we can go down the, the roster, uh, But I love the guys who give you everything they have. You know, I said something the other day talking with a friend. I said, you know, in the NFL today, there's a lot of guys who love the lifestyle that the NFL provides. Uh But there's not a lot of guys who love the game of football. There we go. You know, the guy Mm -hmm. who's going to watch extra film, the guy who's working out when he doesn't need to be working out, the guy who's really upset because they lost the game or he had a bad play or gave up a sack. Man, I just think you build a winning team Around guys who love the game of football and who will give you everything they got. I love it. And, uh, you know, Richie's a guy like that. He's going to give you everything he got, even though his athletic ability, and he'd be the first to say, is probably nowhere near, you know, where some of these other uh, uh, athletes are.
3: I got gotcha. you. No, no, no. I got gotcha. you. Now, you're talking about going down the list of this roster. It, it kind of made me think. I, I was going to talk about free agency with you, but I want to look at the offensive line now as a whole. Looking at Colton. Richie, Rodney, Gabe, Trent. Do we have, in your opinion, Steve? Do we have the recipe for a unit that could be the best in the league in 2020? I mean, looking at them as fans, as critics on paper, they're a, you know a top three, top two paid unit. Now, is the production going to be there to make them worth every single penny?
1: Yeah. So that's a great question. Yes. I, to answer your question, yes. We have one of the best units on paper in the league, and it always comes down to what's the production at the end of the year. You know, how many times does the quarterback gets sacked? How many yards did you rush the football? But I love this unit, again, because as offensive line, I, I'm biased. I think you build a team around a solid offensive line.
3: Let's you go. don't get yeah.
1: much done in the league if your quarterback is on his back. You know what I mean? So yeah. – um, I think we've got one of the finest offensive lines, uh, athletically and talent-wise, and I think they play together really well. There's cohesiveness there, and that's what's important. With free agency, you see these teams, so many players coming in and coming out, especially on that offensive line, you want to have some cohesiveness, and uh, last year, I got a chance to spend time with Tom Cable, he's an outstanding coach, he does a great job managing this unit, and I really think this is as fine of an offensive line as, as you're going to see in the National Football League. Now it's all about production. Let's love get it. some yards rushing. Let's get Josh Jacobs, you know, leading the league and rushing the football. Yes, and sir. Uh, let's keep the quarterback clean. But I, I love what I see in this line.
2: Yeah, speaking of, you know, production and, and keeping the quarterback clean and, you know, what what we expect from the offensive line, what do you expect of the Raiders in whole, as a whole in 19 or in 2020?
1: Well, you know what? They should be competing in the AFC West every year for a playoff spot. We should be in the playoffs. you yeah. got a great team in Kansas City, no doubt. They won the Super Bowl. My nephew was a starting left guard for Kansas City, and my hat's off to him. They were a fine, fine team, great organization, but we should be uh, running neck and neck with them every year to get into the playoffs. And um, we need to show improvement from year to year. We need to show improvement. We need to be winning more games and, and playing hard for 60 minutes. And you know what? I'll be honest. I like what I see. I like the direction that the team is going. Obviously, we need some pieces on defense. Um, we need some more skilled players. Uh, but I like what we see as guys that we're signing as far as free agents. I know we've got some draft picks that we need to use wisely. I think we need some more picks on defense. But I want to just see this team play hard for 60 minutes and be year in and year out a playoff contender.
3: I completely agree, Steve. I completely agree. Now I just want to thank you. We're going to wrap this show up here, and I want to thank you, Steve, for coming on here. Uh, from us, from I'm going to speak. Go ahead, real quick, for me and Kenny, as just two fans. I appreciate talking to a Raider legend, a guy that I mean is really the face of the type of culture that even now John and Mike are still trying to instill. Um, And, you know, a future Hall of Famer. So, Steve, I appreciate you coming on here. Do you have any last words for Raider Nation and what's to come in Las Vegas?
1: I just want to say thank you to the Raider Nation. for They've shown me three decades, 30 years of support. And uh, I just appreciate them making the move and them welcoming us as as an organization to, to Vegas. And I love what I see. We didn't talk about the free agents that were signing. But it's young guys, fourth and fifth year guys who have unlimited potential, guys who play hard. I just think the future is very, very bright for the 2020 Las Vegas Raiders.
3: Good stuff, good stuff. For those of you that like this chat with the great Steve Wisniewski, make sure you follow him on Twitter at S- wisniewski 76 If you do not how to spell Wisniewski, you better ask somebody. Kenny King. <laughs> close us out, man.
2: Steve, first and foremost, thank you again for coming on. You know, obviously, I've been a big fan of yours for you know your whole career. Um, you know, appreciate everything you've done for Raider Nation. Appreciate everything that you're continuing to do as a Raider alum. Um, you know, that's that's the beauty of Raider Nation. Is once a raider, always a raider. Um, I've had an ability to be surrounded by some of the greatest raiders of all time. And to, to sit here and, and to spend a few minutes and talk with you has is, is been a tremendous honor. Um, so thank you, uh, Raider Nation. You heard it here first. Steve is expecting us to do big things year in, year out, and compete let's with KC. It. So let's go get it.
1: Thanks, McKinney. Great being on
3: the show. Thank you, Cody. All the best. <laughs> <laughs> Raider Nation, shout out again to Steve Wisniewski. Like I said, make sure you follow him on Twitter, at swisniewski76. Also follow my good buddy that was on earlier. Malik Obi at Malik O B M A L I I K O B E E. And like I was saying, make sure you leave that five star rating if you haven't already. Leave a review if you feel led to. Subscribe to that YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Raider Cody, at Kenny King underscore Jr., and even the podcast account at Raider Cody Pod. We got all kinds of stuff cranking out. Got me on Instagram at Raider Cody. Got a Facebook now rolling. I got a friend of mine helping me run the page. Um, Shout out to old boy over there. Um, He's up actually in Washington, Seattle. So shout out, man. Uh, We got a lot of stuff going on. Pay attention for the draft. A big show is going to be coming on. I appreciate you guys listening. But until next week, Raider Nation, I will see you guys later.